Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. That'll be the day. This is Super Action Bros, a podcast to talk about movies with explosions and horse chases. <laughs> and where if you're kidnapped by the Comanches and you decide to make them your friends, you're as good as dead. <laughs> to John Wayne. <laughs> to John Wayne you are. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Super Action Bros. Welcome to uh, week number three of uh, the uh, John Wayne July, where uh, the Super Action Bros duke it out and talk about John Wayne movies. That's such a bad pun. I know, but it's so good. I'm uh, Ryan. And I'm Ian. Hello. Uh, this is, uh, the, of course, third week where we're watching another Western movie. Uh, we're watching, arguably, I would say, and I would agree with this IMDb review, um, one of John Ford's probably greatest movies and oh, probably yeah. one of my one of the best John Wayne movies ever, uh, but doesn't really get talked about a lot, which mm-hmm. is weird. Um, but The Searchers is what oh, we're watching yeah, this, this time. So uh, before we get into it, though, there's a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you like what we do and you want to get involved uh way number one you can reach out to us is by going to our website the website of the stuff and things podcast network which we are a part of so go to stuff and go ahead and click on the super action bros art and you'll be taken to a page where you can listen to the show right there you can subscribe uh on itunes stitcher google play 
We also are on social media uh, for the show. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, also Tumblr and Letterboxd. On there, Letterboxd is a movie social uh, movie review social media site, so you can sign up for a free account at letterboxd.com. Uh, we also are on the internet individually in various places. For me, Ian, it's at irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H on Twitters. I'm on Twitter, too. Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Uh, you can also email us by hitting the Contact Us button at the very uh, front page of that and selecting our show and writing us an email. And hey, just for funsies, Guess what? What? The Super Action Bros are going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. What? So if you are at San Diego Comic-Con... No way. Yep, that's what's happening. So uh, definitely definitely me for all the days. Ryan, I think for all the days? Yeah, most of the... Some of the most days? Most of the days? It depends on how um, much of work I skip. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so if you want to reach out to us, feel free to tweet at me, um, and I will be able to... If you want to meet up, or you want to ask me questions, or have me look for things, I can't buy exclusives. I'm sorry. Uh, have, you can also tweet at Super funds. Action Bros. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. Us. Tweet at the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. So, um, we'll give you a flyer. Yeah, a neat flyer. We got new flyers. They are neat. Neat is a good way to describe them. Bright, brightly colored, mm-hmm. and you won't forget it when you leave it on a table unless that table is the matching color. That's true. Um, so, uh, The Searchers, Ryan. Yeah. Let's so, talk about the, th- the third movie we've watched this month. All right. So, this is the third movie that we've watched that's been directed by John Ford. Yes, in again, yet again, John Ford again. Legendary, Don't worry, we're breaking it up next time. Legendary Western, legendary director. Yeah. Uh, also director of Westerns, John yes. Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, this movie was made in 1956. It's in color, mm-hmm. uh, which for a Western is kind of a big deal. Yeah. But phew, the color in this movie. The opening of this movie, when I when the first shot, the first shot, by the way, is great. In the, right. it, it, but the movie bookends so well, and we'll talk about that. But the opening shot is of a door opening from kind of like almost in Wizard of Oz style. Yeah. Where it's like a door opening, and then suddenly there's color outside. But this one is like it's black, and you open it up, and then there's light and all the desert scenery, and you're like. Finally, <laughs> something like something that shoots this well. I've been wanting to see this for a while, and they don't. To, to be fair, yes, uh, you know, Quiet Man is pretty good, but it wasn't. Yes. It wasn't Monument Valley, but it, it wasn't. wasn't yeah, yeah, like we talked about. We talked about well when we talked about um, uh, Rio Grande. There was like a beautiful shots of these like huge like you know Monument Valley shots, and we're like, boy, I wish I could see these in color because <laughs> they sure would look beautiful. And now we get to see it. But I mean, viewers then were more used to movies in black and white. That's now true. a movie in black and white is few and far between. I like black and white movies. I don't have a problem with them. I, I, I just was Except like... Except for when there's beautiful scenery <coughs> that could be in color. Yes, absolutely. Can you imagine Lawrence of Arabia in black and white? No. You know, actually, that's funny that you mentioned Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> specifically because the director of Lawrence of Arabia referenced this movie pretty heavily uh, and and actually sh- watched this movie while really? making that movie to plan mm. shots and stuff. That, that doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. Um, talk about your Western epics. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia isn't actually. <laughs> Why a is this movie so forgotten? Is my question. We'll, I we'll endeavor to answer that by the end of this. Maybe. Yeah, let's 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 talk with people in this movie and we'll we'll get there. So of course we have John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne starring. Uh, John Wayne stars as Ethan, Ethan Edwards. Edwards. Uh, John Wayne actually named one of his children Ethan after this character and said that this is the best character and and the best job he ever did acting ever. I I might agree on that. Yeah. Although the last movie we watched this month might might be a close runner up if not neck and neck yeah but this one is this is i mean this is the like the john wayne role oh I yeah feel like. for sure i feel like when you think of a stereotypical john wayne western movie you know there's there's you know you think of revenge and, and that'll be the day and <laughs> the and that's best just a little part of me was hoping like oh man i wonder if i wonder if buddy holly saw this movie and then was like hmm 
That'll be the day. I, huh? I think actually, yes. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking that the entire time. I was like, oh man, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another. This is there's another a lot famous text in there. Cultural legacy in this movie. Uh, so people in this movie who aren't John Wayne, Jeffrey Hunter. Yes. Uh, who plays sort of his Martin Polly. Yeah, his, his adopted nephew kind of guy. Well, his 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 parents were murdered by the Comanche yeah. Native Americans. If we say by the way, if we say Indians it's just because it's a it's a western movie and we're going to we're going to make mistakes because but that's what they call we them. Mean, we mean we mean they don't even call them Comanche in this they movie. Mostly they mostly just call them Comanche. They call them Comanche. Yeah. Like too lazy to say the whole word yeah. or it's probably some slang that I shouldn't be saying. Somebody's on a reservation. We're going to hurt somebody's right feelings, now. man. Um, but if we do, I apologize. We're trying to be culturally sensitive. But there's also a, a Native American named Scar in this movie. It's He's true. got a big old scar on his face. It's kind of a metal name. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> so Jeffrey Hunter plays sort of the romantic lead in a sense. Um, sort of, yeah. He's like the, yeah. Even if you've ever seen like um, like uh, the musical or the live action version of Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of like the like the Marius type who's like I'm the young lead and then there's like the well, I'm the older lead yeah I feel like with a lot of a lot of movies um, sort of they don't do it as much anymore because now mm-hmm. they sort of combine the romantic lead and the the action lead yeah. as the mm-hmm. into the same person but right. But back then they hadn't well, we fully discoveries the romantic lead until about like no, yeah. halfway through I mean, the they movie. Had, they hadn't fully weaponized this movie yet. <sighs> no. Uh, these, these kinds of movies. No, no, no. Uh, so you know who they originally wanted for that character? Who? Um, the guy who played, um, what's his Daniel Boone, not Daniel Boone, David Crockett, what, David Crockett. They wanted the guy who played David Crockett and like the Disney stuff. Yes. And Disney said no and didn't tell him until years and years later. And he said it was like his greatest regret. That he never got to play. His in this name movie. is Fess Parker. Yeah, they wanted Fess Parker for that role, but Disney said no because this eh, was he's a little too manly looking. That was the studio system at the time. Yeah, and Fess Parker was a big deal, so they kind of wanted him, you know, both lead. Well, yeah, both of course. Star I mean, I mean, that, and that's also confusing. That's like if nowadays someone would be like, "Hey, we want Robert Downey Jr. to play this DC character," and, and Marvel's like, what? "Well, no, you can't." Have no, him. what? No, which is strange because because yeah, totally or that. Ben Affleck's going to be something. Like, I that mean, doesn't ben, make any sense. Ben Affleck has been in action movies yeah but not in the marvel movies is what i'm saying like ben affleck is going to be in the marvel count daredevil well it doesn't count (laughs) (laughs) we watched that movie yeah i know uh so you got vera miles as laurie jorgensen who eventually turns out to be uh jeffrey hunter's romantic foil with uh, some twists and turns along the way um you've got ward bond which i i this movie i really like ward bond vera miles by the way probably best known for her role in psycho yes yes, yes. not being not not being who gets murdered right away no, but, no you know yeah anyway uh ward bond he was the catholic priest in quiet man uh he's definitely <laughs> and guess what he's definitely the guy who goes that's fine <laughs> he in does this movie. in the movie it made me so happy and i was he, like ryan ryan and you weren't here he plays such an interesting role because he's a he's a preacher slash marshal Oh man, what a great and, job! And he rides, and he rides a horse wearing a top hat. Oh man, that was the greatest costume. Wears a, a, a furry beaver top hat. Oh man, and like, he ties around on his I, I'm head just with say, anger. I'm just gonna say, the headwear in this movie is, is on point. It's, it's just amazing. all. It's like not just everybody's wearing the same cowboy hat. Yeah. Everybody's got different hats. And then at the very end, all of a sudden, they have these giant straw hats out well, of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, because they're in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, so they had to change. We're <laughs> in a different state. We got to put on new hats. Well, Mexico is a whole different country. Well, actually, they said New Mexico territory. Oh, okay. So it's technically yeah. not a state. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, so yeah, Ward Bond is, is great in this movie, and, and he plays sort of like the the opposite um, of 
of John Wayne in a sense. Sort of, yeah. He's he's, he's the more law abiding one. But in a lot of ways, they're sort of they sort of like counteract each well, other. Well, he's he's well. Let's let's use the D and D table, Ryan. Sure. He is. Uh, he's, what is it? Uh, he's aligned lawful good. Lawful good versus uh, what's John Wayne? Would John be Wayne's chaotic definitely good? chaotic good. Yeah. If he's good, sort of. I would say he's he's yeah good. yeah. Just listen, Ryan. Let's just <laughs> let's just put this out there on front street. Just because he was a Confederate officer, <laughs> doesn't mean that in this no, movie no, he's not. No, sure, a- it's, it's more that he just wants to kill as many native americans as possible well i mean he they, they've hurt a lot of people he loved i'm not saying true he's right no but, you're, you're right but you know that's 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 old timey thinking that's how that worked that's true all right i'm gonna skip this massive spoiler and keep going with some of the other people in this movie okay um uh so henry brandon plays the scar sort of the the bad guy uh native american guy he's um he was in john carpenter uh assault on pc 13 babes in toyland um, a lot of people you just sort of recognize from very random other things. Harry yes. Carey Jr. is there as um, as the he he was he's originally looks like he's going to be the romantic lead, and then he dies tragically. Yes, uh, he was also in Rio Grande. Um, let's see who else do we have here? Hank Warden as Mose. Oh man, that guy's a wow. that guy had fun. Oh, incredible. That guy had uh, fun. So that's so so that character is actually based on a, a real life actual sort of cowboy character from that time period who was sort of not all there and really interested in in hunting native americans and also really really liked rocking chairs like it's based on history actually this whole movie is based on true events that actually happened really in the 1870s in uh out in the the western territory territories yeah Yeah. uh but but a lot of this movie is based on things that actually happened to people wow i didn't know that yeah it's (laughs) it's kind of crazy like to the point that you can track down like just like in rio grande how you could track down like which cavalry did that thing where mm-hmm. they all illegally crossed the rio grande uh-huh. this movie is similar you can you can track down the actual oh, family man. that that had this kind of happen to him uh which is a little crazy let's see who else we have in here uh patrick wayne is in it john wayne's son he's the he plays the the like very young cavalry officer oh who, who john wayne like makes fun of very heavily <laughs> the kid who can't speak right yeah yeah that's his actual child oh uh, yeah yeah I, uh, no, my, my dad uh, and he's like oh <laughs> captain he's like oh get your pappy <laughs> it's so good i love it at the end was it an arrow or a bullet neither <laughs> are you hurt no um it took me a minute i'm like oh that kid stabbed him with his sword yeah because <laughs> he wasn't paying attention i forgot yeah. he just like watch it with that thing Oh man, yeah, he's right now. Okay, so we, should we spoil the? Yeah, yeah, you okay. kind of got to because um, it's it's a cr- if if the way I'm reading IMDb correctly, yeah, that are they are they related? Yeah, they're sisters. That's crazy. That's yeah. such a good idea. They don't do that anymore. So so famous later to become famous actress Natalie Wood uh, is in this movie as <sighs> don't make the joke, don't make the joke, don't make the joke as the MacGuffin. <laughs> She's the MacGuffin of the she movie. She is the MacGuffin of the like, movie. Clearly, no question. There we question. go. We'll, we'll bleed this together. Yeah, so yeah. Mac- she is. She she plays Debbie. She's the MacGuffin. She is a a little girl who gets kidnapped. Yes. Uh, when the rest of her family is killed. Yes. Uh, during a a Comanche raid on their yes. homestead. Yes. And she is also. She is also, uh, John Wayne's character's niece. Yes. Or maybe not. No niece. They say niece. No, no, no. 
Did, but okay, so okay, what did so, I miss? So, so Natalie the, Wood the plays plays the older version of her, and then her yeah. sister Lana Wood plays the younger version of her, right? Because right, right. that much time passes in the movie, right? So uh, they look for they're looking for. It's not like now where they can be like, let's put an APB out. You know, they're searching now it's like for her. Five years, yeah. Literally, this movie takes place over and a period of five two. years. Two guys of these two searching guys. the territories. Yeah. So, so the the hint in this movie, the the sort of uh, theory in this movie is that when when John Wayne first comes back. Uh-huh. They said it's been 8 years. Yeah. And the the thing is that he was gone for 5 years for the Confederate War or for the Civil War and yeah. then he was gone with 3 years probably serving as a mercenary in um one of the Spanish wars with the French. Uh-huh. Uh and so then he comes back and it's 8 years and there's there's a couple of times where he and his brother's wife have like a moment. Oh. And that the little girl who gets kidnapped is 8 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So the hint is that <laughs> that she actually might be his daughter. Wow, he which was, is which we'll is talk why about he is movie. so relentless when it comes to trying to find her. Oh, because that's, that's actually I didn't catch on to that. That's a, that's actually a pretty smart. Story There's actually talking. a whole section in in Wikipedia. Oh, I'm it. sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah, I took this more on face uh, on on at face uh, face value, but yeah, no, yeah. that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Oh, other than what a MacGuffin is, for those of you who are confused, sure. like, what is a MacGuffin? A MacGuffin is a Alfred Hitchcock filmmaking term. It is usually meant to be uh, an object or a person, something that's driving the story forward, something that the characters are all trying to get. Um, a classic MacGuffin, an in, in example would be this movie, but also uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We have the Ark of the Covenant. Um, we kind of stretch the definition here, but this week we do not have to. This is a classic MacGuffin. It is what is driving the plot forward the entire time. And and the whole thing that they're driving forward is trying to find her. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, further bit of background that they never give is Martin Polly is the name of the guy whose whose parents died and he mm-hmm, was taken in. Mm-hmm. The remember at, right before the Comanches come, that the little girl runs and hides by the gravestones. Uh huh. He's hiding on Martin's mom's gravestone. Oh really? Yeah. If you look, it says like somebody Polly and then oh, gives, really? gives ages and oh. stuff. These are all great. I need to watch this, this is, again. This is this is the thing that really impressed me about this movie because this is 1956. Yes, like movies didn't have it, just Easter in general. In them? Yeah, they didn't or have subtlety? like a like a. Oh well, you know maybe maybe, but we, we don't talk about it in the movie. You're just gonna have to they figure it out. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, and then it'll, and then it'll come back around for you. Wow, it's pretty cool. I, I like how deep sort of the story. It's it's worth mentioning the people who wrote this movie. Uh, it is based on. A story uh, written uh, again in the uh, a novel written by Alan LeMay. Uh, the screenplay the screenplay is by Frank S. Nugent. That guy's got a pretty good name. <laughs> that is a pretty great name. <laughs> Sorry, you give me this look like say something about them. No, like, I don't know. They're That's good guys. Like they wrote this movie. So Natalie job. Wood was in high school when this movie was shot. That's and, nice. and occasionally John Wayne or Jeffrey Hunter would go pick her up at school. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, and and I guess everybody was pretty excited about that <laughs> i would be if john Wayne get in the truck i'm gonna imagine he drove a truck i'm sure oh, yeah. he, i'm sure he might have had a sports car at some point but let's be honest see, that guy seemed like he drove a truck around yeah. places uh, yeah it's get in the bed not in the cab in the bed get in the truck i got <laughs> i got hats up here i got so these big big hats that i want to wear in the movie i'm gonna tell john let's go but this is sort of the first time that i this is sort of the first John Wayne movie that I can think of where he plays like maybe not a hundred percent of a good guy. Yeah, that's true. 
because uh, John Wayne was very much the the all American. I mean, if they had made a Captain America movie in the sixties, it would have starred John Wayne. Probably, I mean, yeah. he would have been pretty old by the sixties. But uh, I mean, well, he, he was, was Captain America was around the forties, so yeah, they would have so, made one yeah, of the, yeah, in the fifties. Yeah, Cap, John Wayne. John Wayne would have been Captain America. Well, he's kind of a scrawny dude, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> they would have bulked him up. He got more bulk. <laughs> he looked more bulk in this. He did, yeah, yeah. or fat. I'm yeah. not sure yeah, which, yeah, which kind way of a he combination. went. Um, but this movie is. This is a long movie. It is. But it, I think the length of this movie sort of serves to give you a real sense of the amount of time that actually passes in this movie. Yeah, and also... It, I feel like it's not yeah. very often that we watch a movie that takes place over a period of years. No. No, not at all. And like literally... They Especially have, an action movie. Literally old-timey makeup age John Wayne. They give him gray hair in yeah. this movie. And like... That's like the crazy thing that struck me about this movie. I guess it's kind of as a theme is like that theme of like dedication, like dedication to something for this long. Like in our day and age where we can't even stay dedicated to do something for five minutes. The fact that these two dudes are riding around the West looking for this girl for five years. It's kind of impressive. Just out buddying around looking for look, following clues, accidentally getting married. Oh, uh, yeah. Shooting some bison, running from the cavalry. I ate bison last week, actually. It was fantastic. You never had bison before? No, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd had it at Fuddruckers and a cheeseburger. but Bison burgers are good, but that's not a good bison. But you have to have a homemade bison. Right, right. Yeah, no, I had it at a nice, the sweet fancy bison steakhouse kind Ooh, of place. It was good. Nice. Um, but yeah, like the idea that like there's that dedication and 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 stick to itiveness, I guess I will say, of that. <laughs> like that's not something like, and I think the the, the fact that they're like, like later on in the movie, this is what made me go like, "Oh my god, we have advanced so far in society." Is like, "Wow, two letters in one year!" Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, well, I mean, and you think about it. Like, there's a there's the whole romantic aspect between um, uh, uh, Jeffrey Hunter and and Vera Miles. Like, he he sends her one letter in five years, years. and then. It comes back on her wedding day, and like just happens to show up. And nowadays, when we we love somebody, whether they're your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or husband, you're like, if I don't hear a text from them by nine a.m. when they get to work, that they're probably dead. It's like, can you imagine living every day of your life for a year, being like, the person I love might be dead. I'm just gonna assume they're not. The only way I can go through this 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 horrible wild west dirt wasteland is by just imagining they're okay somewhere. But then that makes me mad because they're not writing me. Like it's a flurry of emotions. And like nowadays we freak out when we don't get a text when somebody gets to work or a phone call. Like I can't even imagine back then. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty <coughs> crazy. Just sort of well. Oh, here I hope, hope they're alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hope and, they're not dead. The other thing, this, another thing this movie does, which is interesting because it's set, it's made in 1956, mm-hmm. is that there are a lot of things that they have to imply. Yeah. Like, like the, there's there's definitely a part where where everybody's pretty sure that this little girl is dead, and John Wayne's hoping she's still alive. Mm-hmm. And and usually what they say is, well, I hope you know she's probably just dead, or worse. And it's like, well, I know what's that? What's that I know there's a worse? lot of like, don't go in there. Yeah. That, I that saw her scene. body there. What happened to it? I'm not going to tell you. It's yeah. like, I'm not oh. going to tell you. You can never go see it. And I mysteriously don't have my jacket anymore. <laughs> and then later they find her dress. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So the, they pretty heavily imply what happened, but they can't. They like, don't you say, it. say that in 1950. No, I'm surprised this movie hasn't been remade, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it kind of has. If but, you look on IMDb, there are a lot of other movies that have had similar plots. plots. I, I think one of the, at least personally, one of the problems with like modern Western set now is that they're like, well, we got to make it like ultra violent. 
to counteract the fact that it's 2016. I mean, you could have so, the, show those show the Comanche scalping people. Yeah, I mean, but also but I, I think mean, like, I think I think I this, yeah, this movie too. Also, it's like it's not very. The 1950s were not a very racially sensitive time. No, not at all. Um, it's still a good movie, but like there is a lot of stuff you're like, okay, it's the 1950s, forgive it and move forward. Like, like in order to enjoy it, you have to kind of put that aside because there's a lot of like, oh boy, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there like that. But yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, we were not going to talk about what happened. We're not going to say. We're not going to show it. We're not going to do anything. But you know what we're talking about. It's like the, the like the worst possible wink at the camera. Not like a cute comedy one, but like a there's some real stuff going on here. I think that's the difference. I think that's what I like about this is it feels more real, but it doesn't go that far to have to be gory or for, for lack of a better word, vulgar in that sense. Is that it, it feels it feels like a, a more realistic portrayal than a um, than like your standard you know. Good, good, like like good cowboy with a white hat riding yeah, the town. Yeah, it's 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 kind of grim and a little bit gritty, but not sort of like ultra violent and no, over the top. No, um, and it and they really they really sort of this is people talk about John Ford being like a great movie maker, uh-huh. and I always sort of was like, oh, you know, yeah, his movies are good and they're fun we to watch. Three in a row now. Yeah, so. yeah, but but this is the one where it's really sort of like. Like he stretches his legs, you oh, know. For like sure. he, this is this is virtuoso filmmaking in a sense. It's so well done because just some of the shots and and some of the some of the things that he's able to convey, kind of mm-hmm. the the parts where, where they're sitting there and it's dark and and they're just there and just the he do, he does such a good job conveying just sort of the the loneliness and the sort of sadness of like, well, this is my life now, just here. Yeah. He also and there's nothing. He also did something really creepy in this movie, which is when they show up to be like, "All right, you guys got some." There's like a Comanche camp that gets murdered at one point, and mm-hmm. by the Calvary, and so they're like, "Oh, you have some people who are kidnapped. Like, let's see them." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we have some women," and like oh, they're man, all that part is terrifying. They're all insane essentially. Just, yeah, but they're, but they're like, "Oh no, they're Comanches now." Like, no, they're nuts because they they're in post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, they've basically been. This one lady's holding a log like it's a baby, and then. And then screams every time a man comes nearby oh. and these two little girls just smiling all creepy oh god it's unnerving it's like oh god this is awful yeah oh man well i think i think obviously for the for the movie that's supposed to be like hey this is the this also could be the or worse than dead because these people are forever yeah, they've broken. lost their minds they're yeah. forever broken and there's no fixing them like that's especially not then yeah <laughs> like maybe not now especially not then um but yes, I I um well what else what else what other like themes do you think we're getting off track off track? Yeah, that's all right. What other themes would you say is in this movie other than like I I think actually this is a so the, a theme that's in a lot of movies now in 2016 and and definitely for the last kind of 20 or 30 years and absolutely if you've ever seen any movie that's made by uh, Joss Whedon is the sort of theme of a postmodern family. The yeah, like, for sure. family is sort of the people that you choose and the I, people that was, you end up with. I was going to bring that up because in the beginning of this movie, there's a lot of like, at least from John Wayne's character, a lot of like, you're not their nephew. Like, yeah. To, to, like who? Know. Who are you? Who? Who do you think you are? You're. You're not related. You're to just any some of us. orphan. Yeah. Like, your just, parents were killed. I hate all the orphans in all the world. Like that's that's how it kind <laughs> of treats him. But it almost is like it almost by the end of it, he's like. Listen, like I feel like maybe that was the thing that spurred him against the Comanches because his parents, his his what his parents were murdered by the I Comanches. Think there's also the implication that John Wayne's family was murdered by the Comanches. Yeah, and, um, and but, like yeah, well, there's specifically like, hey, 
you remember that hair we saw on that uh, yeah. on that spear? One of those is your mo- is like your mom's scalp. Ugh, so brutal. But I will say that the, the one surprising character moment is in a lot of those older movies, they would have been like, "Well, now I'm on your side, John Wayne." But in this movie, he's like, "That doesn't make a lick of difference. Like, yeah. that doesn't matter. Like, just because they did this bad thing doesn't mean that." Well, there's know, a, she's irredeemable. And like, and let me ask you a question here. That and that's the thing. Like, do you think because in this movie they eventually do find. Uh, they do find Debbie, and Debbie's basically be been forced to, well, forced at least as far as we know, yeah. to become like this this native this native. Yeah, native I mean, there's sort of you know like Stockholm his, syndrome, and yeah, and, one yeah. of his like wives, and yeah. so in John Wayne's mind, he's like, well, she's gone now. Yeah, she's not her anymore. So like, she's a zombie. Like literally, it's like what people think of when they see zombies, it, yeah, now, or really vampires, is. or whatever. It's a monster. I want to watch thing. a zombie western. <laughs> I'm sure there's one done well, exists. like not a. A cheesy one. Um, So, but then you're like, but so my question is, but at the very end, when he finally rides up to her and like grabs her, he he goes, you know, let's go home. And and like, want, and like, do you think that he felt that way all along or no? There's there's definitely a turning point. Uh, I think the turning point is there's a, there's a moment where um, he's basically trying to shoot her and, and Martin's trying to keep him from shooting or basically yeah. standing in between. Yeah. And then the rest of the Comanches come down and they have to escape and they're hiding in a cave and, and stuff like that. And John Wayne's been shot, but he's still, you know, Martin still saves him and takes well, he him. Wasn't he hit by an arrow? Yeah, that's what like he's been poison, shot poison, by an arrow. Yeah, yeah. arrow? yeah. And, and that's, and that's the point where, um, he, he writes his will mm-hmm. and he has him read it. And, and that's, that's sort of the beginning of the, like he's accepted him as family. Yeah. Uh, but then he's angry at him at the time. But, but he basically says like, no, she's still a person. And I can't remember exactly what happens in the movie, but there's just like this moment where John Wayne sort of like flips and, and I, it, it's part of the subtlety of, of John Wayne, the subtlety of the way the movie is made where you don't get like an absolute, picture of it yeah but by the time that they um sort of by the time after they go back and see the jorgensons and stop that wedding and then go with the posse and then the cavalry to to um essentially to kill all of the uh scars you know tribe and all that group of people he he has changed his mind yeah and and i don't know i don't know exactly where it is, but I, I feel like it's signaled in a couple of different ways. Okay. Uh, but I don't... <laughs> I what do you, no, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. I don't remember very specifically, but I feel like it's it's the part where he's talking to uh, the preacher slash marshal, um, and he's like, well, are you, you preacher or marshal right now? He's like, well, right now I'm preacher. And he's like, all right, let's have a drink. And then he's like, well, now I'm the marshal. Uh, and he wants to arrest him because they're yeah. wanted for killing a dude who tried to kill them. It's a whole side plot, like a like a D plot that yeah, happens. It happens like it happens like midway through the movie, and you're like, "Wow, I got away from that one." And then, yeah. then, then there's a lot of like little things that it's, it's different from modern movies. There's a lot of this like little things that happen. That yeah, little thrown. vignettes, little like side bits that it's, just kind of happen. And it's like now modern movies either don't do that or do it too much. Batman yeah. versus Superman. I'm looking at you. Oh, I, um, I, seen I know that. you haven't, and please don't. Um, but like, they do too much of that, or not, or none of that at all. And like, there's a way that you can do it in which it works. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe it just works better in older movies because I don't know. I feel like if you remade this nowadays, it'd be over in an hour, maybe an hour yeah. and a half. Like it'd be it'd be done. You can do it tight. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's a moment when he's talking about this, and and I'm I'm I don't remember fully the scene, but he says something about like, well, you gotta. You know, you got to stick up for your family. You got to take care of your family. Like, yeah. 
um, like why is she marrying him and it, wh- whatever's going on with the fight. And, and John Wayne sort of realizes like, yeah, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, right and it could be, it could be the part where, um, where Martin and that other guy with the big teeth, yeah. who's just, just dumb as a stump, but he plays the guitar. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's the best. Charlie reminds me of like a, like a, like a Roy Rogers type. Yeah. But like Roy Rogers is obviously smarter than that, but like he reminds me of like a, well, sir, how you doing? Then? Yeah, yeah. Like but he's it, like a Mr. Rogers cowboy. He plays the guitar. <laughs> the <laughs> but, dumber. But then I was really bummed out in that scene, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Because they didn't talk about the rules for fighting. No, but they did say Marcus of Queensbury rules. Did they? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear him oh, say yeah. Marcus of Queensbury uh, rules. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they say Marcus of Queensbury rules, and they're like, okay, I want a fair fight, and then the guys don't fight fair. No, they just kick each other. Just like every time. Him and, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a, a log thrown on the ground. And he spits on the other side of but, it. Uh, yeah, but I feel like, the, but there's a moment like in the fight where John Wayne's sort of like, "Yeah, he's got this, huh? Yeah, that's my that ki- that kid's. Uh, that's my that's my buddy. That kid's my family. Yeah, right? that's, that's and then and then like with that, he's sort of like, all right. Well, I think the other thing that also because try- Martin's fighting for it. He's like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to. And and I I think it's interesting because in the whole movie. John Wayne is sort of the the guy who's done everything and been everywhere and seen everything. Uh-huh. And then this young kid who's with him is sort of just like a like he calls him uncle until John Wayne's like, Don't call me uncle. Yeah. And and then he's just sort of like he's just sort of like his sidekick. His his yeah. And, but but towards the end, he's the one who has the sort of fortitude to be like no, this is wrong. This is what we need to do. This is what's right. And like I'm going to fight for what I want. I'm going to fight for this so, woman, you know. Yeah, we spent so much time like looking for this and now all of a sudden you're just like nope she's gone she's lost to us like what's wrong with you yeah i think that was going to say the other moment that i'm now thinking about it that might signal that a little bit is because doesn't Moe gets capped by uh, Moe gets capped by yeah captured gets by captured Avengers. and he comes back and Moe's is already a little off already mm-hmm. but in like a cute fun way yeah but like when he comes back like he's still fine and normal he's still himself yeah i mean he's he's definitely has like more post-traumatic stress for sure but he's still kind of Moe's, and that's hey, that's kind of that's part another of that part of that whole scene, scene yeah. where he's kind of like oh so it is possible. Yeah. And like, you know, not everybody is not everybody's gonna be broken like those other people that we yeah. saw. Mm-hmm. And because she's already sort of talked and they and they recognize that she is yeah. still fully a person. Yes. Which sounds terrible. That she's yeah. still cognizant, she's still capable of Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and so but it's it's interesting and it goes well, she back hasn't to, been essentially what you're saying is she, she hasn't brainwashed. been brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and she hasn't been broken. No. Um but it's interesting because I mean, John Wayne changes his mind. Yeah. You know, that's not like, like, you know, when you talk about, you think about big American John Wayne, I'm a man. Yeah. Like, they don't change their mind. No. Uh, and and I think that that's significant. And I, and I wish that action movies would have a main character who's hell-bent on revenge who at some point says, you know what, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny. I was reading a. Um, oh, he's not. He's not. He's not that wrong because he does. He does scalp. Sure. At the no. End. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, like in the sense of like maybe I wasn't right a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny. Well, I think uh, he has this mindset of like you know once you go over to that side you're wild. Yeah, you're gone forever. You're gone yeah. and like that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's it it's just not a lot of modern movies that do that. For instance, I was no. reading a review of. Secret Life of Pets, because mm-hmm. uh, that's the life that I lead as a father of three. That's fine. Uh, and and so the review uh, it was a Roger Ebert review, not by Roger Ebert, but on his site. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Zoller sites writes. I was going to say fantastic. that'd be crazy. If that was no, a Roger Ebert no. review. Uh, but, How do they get it? I don't. You know, they just have his brain hooked up to. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it was like, oh, this the so it said, Secret Life of Pets is beat for beat exactly Toy Story, except that Woody never admits he's wrong. Ah. 
And I was like, is Louis, oh. Is Louis C.K.'s character what, I don't, the dog I don't even Woody? Know. Is Louis C.K. in that movie? Yeah, he's the main dog. In oh, that all movie. right. Whatever. Um, but but I was I was thinking about it. I was like, well, how many movies is it where the main character admits he's wrong? Because it definitely happens in Toy Story. Yeah. Where Woody's like, well. Well, Woody's, maybe, the, vil- Woody's the villain of the movie. Yeah, he, he is. Said, but you don't realize he is until because, almost the very end. Because people would say, no, no, no. Sid is the villain of the movie. To be honest, Sid for a long time doesn't know he's hurting anyone. Yeah. He thinks they're just toys. Yeah. He doesn't think like I mean some people teach their toys well and some people just most kids rip their toys apart and destroy yeah. them, um, but yeah I, the the villain in that movie is absolutely Woody and yes he does uh, he does eventually come to realize like you know I'm I'm not maybe 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 you're not so bad yeah maybe <laughs> maybe I was overreacting yes and and I, and I think that John Wayne has the exact yeah. same conclusion in this movie and uh, both of those those the we are pointing out two very well-known very very famous movies toy story both the cowboys finally uh, <laughs> i wonder if that's related uh but <laughs> but a lot not. of movies don't have that mm-hmm. and and i think it's important when an action movie does have a big and it's and it's not even like a big reveal it's not like really a, good at that it's not at all a big reveal mm-hmm. you know it up to the end up to the moment where he picks her up i'm thinking yeah. He's going to kill her. He's like, I'm it. so sure he is. And yeah. then he doesn't. And he hugs her. And I'm watching this movie in my hotel room because I'm on a work trip. And I started crying. Me too. Because I was like. I started crying. I was like, I don't oh, my daughter right now. <laughs> um, I don't have a daughter. But I felt that, that yeah. feeling of like, oh, man. he like he ch- like, I was like, oh, I'm so sure. And then he just has this little moment of tenderness where he's like, no, let's go. Like, yeah. You're fine. Let's go. Uh. So let me ask you another uh, another big question, and then we'll sure. wrap up with this, or if there's anything else you want to talk about. But yeah. let's talk about that ending shot. Sure, yeah, the bookend shot. So, well, the beginning, the door opens, and we see we see him riding. We in. see him riding in. We see Ethan riding in. At the very end of the movie, everybody else goes inside. Ethan's still outside. Turns around, and the door closes, and that's yeah. how the movie ends. So, what is that? Does that is there like some sort of? Do you think there's some sort of visual imagery there, or some sort of? Yeah, I think in a sense because not only do we do we just see people come inside, but there's definitely a moment where he is framed perfectly by um, Martin and I can't ever remember the character's name, uh, Lori. Yeah, where he's framed perfectly between them as they're coming in, and and it's it's like that shot. It feels like it's like. He can't ever go and like. It sounds really he, weird I, in no, 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 I, I get what you're but, saying, but it's sort of like he, because of him, because this of boy who, became a man, yeah. and he can now live a full life. Mm-hmm. But John Wayne has sort of sacrificed his life in order to save this girl and to make this boy into a man, and now there is nothing left for him, and he is gone. I, I would argue, I, I could see that, but I also see like the the point in the beginning and the and the end of the movie is that he's always outside. Maybe that's like his that's his life. Yeah, his role is to not be. I can't stay here. Yeah. I have to do something. I have to get caught up in something. Yeah, some sort of action. Because there's a moment where he's looking in the door, like, "Is this it? Can yeah. I can I go in and can this be my life now?" Yeah, and he turns around and then the door shuts. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the idea that he is a man out in the world is a he's kind of almost like I mean that's that's almost the version of riding off into the sunset. Oh yeah, totally. But is but with a very sort of different thing. context and very different. I don't know. It feels like everything wraps up, but like not for him. Yeah. Like it, ne- it never will wrap up. Even though this is all done, it's never going to wrap up. Yeah, that he's sort of a, a he's man, never really going to be a man home. with no home. Yeah. In, in a sense, it's it's sort of 
like you could, uh, I mean, if you think about a sort of Westerns in the sixties, like spaghetti Westerns are very heavily influenced by this movie. Mm-hmm. And you could, if you wanted to in a really roundabout way, do it, look at him as look at this as a prequel to the man with no name. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. You in know, a very because, roundabout way, but yes, because in, in the sense that like, well now he, He's he's a man who's there when something needs to be done. This feels like a mix and of then, those of like a classic John Wayne and that sort of Clint Eastwood new schooly feeling. Like, yeah, this is cowboy. this is like absolutely spaghetti westerns would not exist without this movie. Oh, absolutely not. Like no. this is the the if you're gonna point to one movie specifically that influenced spaghetti westerns hundred yeah. percent, it's this movie without question. Yes. There the with I mean the the soundtrack is different. Uh it's not any old Morricone. So good. Yeah, I know. Uh but <laughs> But definitely the sort of like I'm gonna I'm gonna find this person, I'm gonna save this life, I'm gonna do this thing, and nobody can stop me, no way, no how. Mm-hmm. I will press on no matter what happens. Yes. Even with the hat. <laughs> Even with this big hey man, get the sun out of his face. But, hey, you know, just... but I wonder if that also signifies something too, because doesn't he well no, no, because he's I guess he doesn't I guess he doesn't. Never mind. I was gonna say because he was wearing that black hat for so long and then now he's suddenly wearing this white hat all of a sudden yeah well he's sort of he sort of becomes like a i I think he's it's in a way i think evoking like greek myth Mm -hmm. uh or like the you can never really go home uh and and i've seen a reference uh written about this movie talking about uh the odyssey and how at the end odysseus sort of comes home and and his son uh, brings his son home and his son is finally there home but odysseus can't stay home you know, he has to, yeah. he, he's been so changed by the journey that home doesn't exist for him anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you, if you look at the, the, uh, if you talk about Dan Harmon's story circles, the, mm-hmm. you know, comes back home to where we started, but it is he who's changed. It's like, oh, I mean, here's a classic one that everyone would understand. Frodo Baggins. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> that Bilbo, hero's journey sort the of same thing. thing. Like, yeah. Uh, if you if you know Lord of the Rings, um, but yeah, yeah, it's the entire hero's journey. But at the very end, it's like I can't stay here. Yeah, this there's, isn't, there's nothing left for me here. Yeah, I'm done. This isn't my home anymore because no. I'm not the person who lived here. And before. I'm done. But you, but Sam, you get to stay here and have have wives and kids. I'm gonna yeah. go to the Undying Lands. Oh, it absolutely. I get to go is. to Heaven Island and you have a good day. Yeah, it, it absolutely <laughs> is the end of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the one of the fifteen ends of yeah, Lord yeah, of the Rings. <laughs> um, Frodo's end. So, uh, I don't know. Final thoughts on the Searchers. This is like. I hadn't seen this movie before. I'd seen it a long time ago when I was young, and I remember liking it. Great, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's this is really good. Maybe one of the best movies we've watched for this podcast. I would argue. I would argue. It's definitely at all. I think it might be the best western we've ever watched. Oh no question, it's definitely the best western I've ever seen. Speaking of which, our sponsor for this episode, Best Western. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Super eight. It's probably one of the best. I mean, I think it's honestly. And I know the very last movie of this month is going to be a big contender, but this might be my favorite John Wayne movie. Oh, man. And it's the last movie this month, I'm not going to spoil what it is. It's another cowboy movie. I'll give you that hint. So if, if you know anything about John Wayne, you can probably guess what it is. But um, but I I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm really interested to see which one of them wins out in my in my. In my but mind. I feel like from a filmmaking perspective and and just from an influence on mm-hmm. things that came after it, this movie oh, is yeah. just wow. And it's funny because nobody ever talks about it. It's true. Very few people Unless talk. you're a film nerd. But, but the thing is, nobody really talks about Westerns. Anymore. Anymore. Um, just really at there's all. There's a real lack of them. And I know there's like some TV shows and stuff. Like there's like, was it Hell on Hell on Wheels or Hell on Rails or whatever it is? I don't It's an know. AMC show. It's a Western. Okay. There's Deadwood a few years back. But like you don't see a lot of Westerns Westerns anymore. aren't cool. Except 
there is one coming out, but we'll see how that how that fares versus the original, which is um, a remake of a remake, <laughs> a, re- a remake of a reimagining oh, okay. coming out this fall. You know about this? No, what? Magnificent what? Seven. Oh, for reals? Yeah, <laughs> with Denzel Washington. Oh, and wow. Chris Pratt. Nice. Oh, oh, that's right. I have seen the trailer for this. <laughs> so uh, no, we'll there's also that, that show out. Westworld, which uh, oh, that's coming up. But that's, that's not really also, that's not really fiction, a Western. Yeah. I mean, Ryan. it's got Western elements in it. <laughs> no, Ryan, just because the movie has Yul Brenner in it. No, no, no the, the, the it's not a Western. You know that that's gonna I know be they're going to be an, a, an HBO show. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it looks neat and weird. Um, but yeah, but this this movie's great. This is like. This is like, you know, put this on the, the Congressional Library of Congress catalog of great movies. Yeah, this needs to be. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty confident this was probably is. like one of the inaugural, inaugural films. Added I, it should it. be. It's uh, great. Because, my gosh. It's, it's, it gives you such, not only is it a good story and that's engaging, but it also gives you such a kind of, what feels to be, and I wasn't alive then, obviously Ryan wasn't either, but it feels, has that real world feel to it. It feels like this movie takes place over the course of five years. It doesn't feel like it's like, like and it, then it, two it weeks tires, later. It tires you out. You get, you it, get it's it's like definitely it, it, like, it's you a movie where you, at yourself. the end you feel like, oh man. I'd take a break a after watching it. I'd yeah. be like, okay, take a break. <laughs> like watch something, watch something fun and happy. And like, it's not that it's like sad, it's, just, it's really good, but just, Oh man, it's it's such a well done movie. I don't know how to describe. It. If you like if you like old movies and you like westerns and you haven't seen The Searchers, what the heck, man? <laughs> like, it's true. I think it's funnily enough mentioning my. I think my grandpa had not did not really remember this movie that well. My dad's like my, this is my dad's favorite John Wayne movie. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah, this is probably my favorite John Wayne. That's movie why right I, that's why I watched it when I was younger. But I mem- I as a, as a kid, you can't really appreciate it as much. You don't appreciate the subtlety until you're an adult. I mean, you, you like the idea of all oh, these guys are looking for a girl and they find her. Great. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. this, this is works on so many different levels, and especially for a movie made in 1956, this is this is high quality. High quality. This movie quality. received no Academy Award nomination, which is shocking. To That's me. kind of unbelievable. But I, I feel like what won the Academy Award in 1957? I believe it would be. What when did this come out? Uh, 56. But what 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 is the official release date? Do you uh, I can tell you, it is. Uh, it was released March 13th. Okay, so it would have been 1957. So, yeah. uh, let's look at best picture. Uh, it was so. Uh, but besides that, it's it's considered one of the best films on time. It's on the Wikipedia list of things considered the best, uh, and it was one of the first films nominated to be added to the Library of Congress National Film Registry. So, like, it's uh, it's well known. Ex- this explains a lot. What? So in nineteen in nineteen fifty seven, yeah, the movies that were nominated for Best Picture, Around the World in Eighty Days, okay, Friendly Persuasion. Don't uh, know what that is, but it looks like that might be John Wayne on the front. Actually, is that John Wayne on the front? I don't know. What What else? Name uh, what no, it's not. Um, the other ones were. Uh, hold on, let me go back to the page. I was <laughs> on. Uh, let's see. The other ones were The King and I. Oh yeah. All right. Giant. Oh, okay. With, you know, with, yeah. Big and then legendary. the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. All right. He got beat <laughs> by Heston. <laughs> Cheston. Sorry, uh, that's a Space Ghost reference. Can I call you Chuck? Can I call you Charlie? Sure. Can I call you Heston? Yeah. Can I call you Cheston? No. Cheston. Uh, that man had a... Plus, I, I feel like this movie was still probably pretty violent for 1956. Yeah, it is, and, actually. And, and I could see... They show scalps. I mean, it looks like just hair. Yeah. But still, that's as far as they get away with. But when they say, those are scalps, you're like, oh, man, oh, that's messed ooh, up. Yeah. And dudes get shot and stuff. Yeah, and there's movie. a lot of... And obviously, we talked about a lot of allusion to other things. Yeah. Definitely, oh, that's boy. the thing that happens. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't pick up on that as a kid. I'm like, oh, I guess you must have beat her up bad. Oh, I killed her real good. Like... Yeah, but now you're like, oh, God. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh no, Ooh. 
Jeez, all right. So, um, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, so, Ryan, what is your rating on this movie? Um, out of 10. I think I want to give it 10 out of wow, 10. Wow, really? Yeah, this movie is good. Yeah. This movie, like, I had a, I had feelings in this movie. It I didn't looks expect awesome. to. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, the acting is, is excellent. Uh, I love... Uh, yeah, just just I mean, it's it's very much a 1950s movie. Like yeah. you never doubt for a second that this movie was made in the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, just from the way the lady's hair is. That's mm-hmm. enough. Uh, and but man, this this is a great movie. I I watched this one by myself, but I like to the point that I would consider sitting down again and watching this with my wife. Be like, hey, you need to watch this movie with me. Yeah, like and it's important it's that you yeah. watch this. Um, so I'll give it ten. Ian chose it, and there's no nudity. <laughs> <laughs> There's allusions to things, but we never oh, see it because it's the fifties. Uh, I'll give it ten secret subplots out of a possible ten. Ooh, nice. Uh, I'm, I, you know what? I'll be honest. I'll probably also give it ten too, because um, yeah, it's. It, I didn't expect that emotion to come out, but yeah, I had the same moment that you did. Not, not maybe the same because I'm not a father, but that moment of like, like that, like he had a soft, like a soft side, and something yeah. sep- changed in him. I, I like that a lot. I get emotional about movies. <laughs> watch, no watch way. me during any Pixar movie. Although, yeah, finally, my, my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. But finally, enough, we went to go see Finding Dory. Oh, yeah. And she cried, and I didn't. <laughs> there's some, I'm going to warn you. I haven't seen There's that some one. parent stuff in Finding Dory oh, I bet. that you are going to lose. I, I it. don't doubt it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Piles that parent stuff on. Oh man. yes, he does. Um, so ten. Hmm, I'm gonna give it ten black hats that uh, mysteriously turn into large white hats <laughs> that are made of straw out of ten. Um, right. And I would say overall, I mean, obviously, I'm giving it ten out of ten. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's a blockbuster. blockbuster. See it. like a central. It's not viewing. it's not action packed, but as far as, I mean, there's some action sequences in it, but like. It's just uh, this is film. Like this, yeah. it's not. That's not even movies. This is film. Like yeah, like, if you consider yourself like a film buff, like a, oh, I, I'm you know, I just have you know very discerning taste in movies. You need to see this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and even if you don't consider yourself a film buff, you should probably still. If you see like it. westerns? Like yeah, it's great. Yeah, if you like um, good good movies. This is a good yes. movie. For sure. Um, so that is going to be the end of Super Action Bros. That's the Searchers, and that is our show. Uh, but for next week, we have another uh, John Wayne July movie coming up. Oh, boy. We're not going to watch Cowboy one next time. We aren't. No, we're going to oh. watch uh, John Wayne in a theater we haven't seen him before. The theater of war in 1940s Europe. Which, the uh, European or Pacific theater? Uh, well, the uh, European Oh, okay. Theater. That's what I said, 1940s Europe. <laughs> oh, I missed the Europe part. Sorry, it's I okay. actually listen to what you say so we're gonna, record the show. <laughs> we're going to be watching a movie that has... John Wayne is only one of a many all-star studded cast. I don't know how we're going to get through the cast portion of this movie. Uh, it's going to be a long podcast. It's going to be a long podcast. It's a long movie. It's funny because the name of the movie is The Longest Day. <laughs> so it's <That's> fine. <laughs> All right. So uh, Join us you, next week. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week when we watch The Longest Day. And remember. Whether it's Blockbuster. Or Lackluster. We're the, the Super Action Bros. Bros. That'll be the day. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.